Welcome to the podcast. Today I have with me Denny Cray. He is the Chief Everything Officer at Diz Runs. He has a podcast called Diz Runs Radio, running life and everything in between. Welcome. Thank you for coming on today, Denny. Oh, thanks for, for having me, Chris. I, I appreciate it. I talk about running a lot, but I enjoy my dogs as well. So it'd be exciting to, to kind of blend, blend my worlds today. Uh, so yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, of course. It's And I think it's exciting to have you on because as, as I've done in previous episodes, I think we have this picture in our mind of our relationship with our dog. And for some people, it's running with their dog. And and you you do that. You're a runner. You You have a dog that you run with. And so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, it's been time flies when you're having fun, but it's about eight years now that we've had our, our dog is a German short hair mixed. I, I say boxer is, is what's also in there, but everybody's got their own opinion, something with a, a more square nose, but, uh, she's got the color pattern of a German short hair. So you can't argue that one. But when, when my wife and I, at, at that time, we had an American bulldog who was a, a great dog, but not exactly a runner. And so we were having that conversation of, expanding our family, both human family and potentially the, the dog family situation. And uh, I wanted a dog that I could run with because it's just, it's a great way to give them exercise. And just like, I could have handled another dog that wasn't a runner, but it was just, Hey, we, we got the opportunity. Let's, let's take our time and, and look and find the right one. And so uh, we, we found, we found our dog Bailey. And uh, I mean, from right from the start, uh, she was, she was a, a year and a half at the time. And as anybody with experience with dogs that age, no, just full of energy, especially that type of breed where, yes. I mean, just needs, needs some, some energy release. And it was just perfect, uh, for us to, to work together. So we, we adopted her and, uh, she kind of took over the, the alpha role of the dog pack, which was fine. His old tank was just like, eh, whatever. He didn't <laughs> care about anything. Uh, but, but we got, we brought Bailey home. And I mean, from, from day one, she was my, my running partner and, and we've hardly slowed down since it's been, it's been a great, a great eight years. And I don't know how many more years she's starting to slow down now. So, uh, at least from a running perspective, health wise, she's still good, but, uh, she might not be my running partner for too much longer, but we're going to take advantage of as much time as we still have left for sure. And so when you knew that you wanted a running partner in your dog and, and having that companionship, you know, you, it seems like you knew that you needed to pick a dog that could handle uh, the running, what did you look for? Yeah. I mean, we, we, I was keeping my eye on the, um, adoption page at the, at the local SPCA, uh, and just kind of, I didn't have a specific breed in mind other than something that I knew could run. So whether it was a, a cattle dog type of a, of a dog or some type of, of hunting dog, obviously the German short hair pointer type of hunting dog, something that, that could be out and go for a while that wouldn't get too big to where the, the, the size of the dog could be a limiting factor for how far we would run. And, and my personal, I, I have a bit of a personal bias against really, really small dogs. Not that I dislike other people's small dogs, but I just, for myself, would rather have a, at least a, a little bit of a, of a bigger dog. I, and, and it's funny because Bailey's about 40 pounds, give or take. And sometimes I'm like, gosh, she's just a little bit smaller than what I'd really like. And then you get other people that are like, my gosh, your dog is so big. And I'm like, oh, I mean, no, she's not, she's not, but, but whatever. I mean, so, so we were open, open to a, a variety of dogs. I would, I again, kind of have a preference for somewhat shorter haired dogs, where if they're going to shed, at least it's not quite as big of a, of an undertaking as some of the longer haired breeds yeah. out there. But again, that wasn't a real deciding factor. It's just when, when we saw her and, and took, uh, took tank, our other dog to the SPCA to kind of meet and, and yeah. you know, how would they get along? Uh, that worked out well from, 
from right off the right off the bat. I took her for a little run through kind of the parking lot and and where our SPCA is, there's a little bit of of space, a little bit of like kind of nature trail that they walk the dogs on and whatnot. So ran with her through there a little bit as a as a test drive and everything everything was lining up. So it was this is this was the one. Um and and it's worked out well. So it seems like you kind of knew that if a dog couldn't be too big and the dog couldn't be too small, they had to be able to run the kind of miles that you run a week. Mm-hmm. And when you got Bailey home, how did you start running with her? Did you build up? What, what was that process? Um, it was, it was a little bit trial and error, probably not exactly how you should, how you would draw it up. Um, but I, we got her on a weekend and like Monday or Tuesday, there was a, a run I was doing, uh, with a, with a running group in town. And so, went to, went in, you know, took her in with me. It was at like five 30 in the morning because it was the summertime and it, and I live in Florida. So of course, if you're going to do much running, you want to do it before the sun comes up for, for most of the year. Um, and, and where we were running, it was in town. It was around a, a lake. that's about a three mile loop. And I just kind of said, I don't know what she's capable of, but if we get to the point where she needs to stop, like the worst I'll be is a mile or a mile and a half from my car and we can walk that and, and we'll get back to the car and we'll be fine. And so we set out and actually what that particular workout was, it was uh, like 12 minutes. Like once we did like a little mile, easy warm up, which again, it's all relative. Like for me, a mile, easy warm up, whatever. For some people that might be the whole workout, but for us that day, it was about a mile, easy warm up. And then it was like 12 minutes. You ran as far as you could. And then at 12 minutes, you turned around and ran back. And so everybody was, it was like a race to see who could get back to the starting line first. And so again, I said, well, we'll just see, we'll see what happens if she can't if, if she stops, if she gets too tired, if she doesn't want it, like whatever, we'll, we'll figure it out. And that dog was pulling me for the entire <laughs> 24 minutes, had no interest in, in not, in not running, had no interest in me being even with her, had no interest in me being ahead. I mean, she was, you know, just in heaven, she was loving it. And, and we got back to that starting line and there's like a dog water fountain there. And so she was, she was happy to get a, a drink. Um, but then as soon as we started the, the little mile cool down back to where our cars were. She was right back to out in front, yeah. pulling me along. And so for that, that first day, um, we probably ran five and a half miles and she was just, just off, just loving it. And, um, and again, I mean, that was kind of like the eye opener of like, all right, well, this dog, she's going to give me everything I want and more as a running partner right now. So, uh, you know, let's, let's get after it. But that was, that was our, our inaugural run. And it was, it surprised me, honestly, I didn't think it would go that well. And it, it really did what, you know, just was, was fantastic. But it seems like you were really open to watching her and seeing if she gave you any signs of, you mm-hmm. know, Hey dad, slow down. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And I kind of kept waiting, like, because she was pulling me at the beginning, um, maybe not pulling me too hard, but definitely out in front. And, uh, it's kind of like, all right, well, when am I going to, when is she going to start to lag? When is she going to start to, to you know, falter a little bit or, or run out of breath or start to get hot or whatever. And I mean, never, never. So we just, we just were tuned in and, and, uh, um, you know, it worked out, obviously worked out pretty well that day. Cause I know for me with my dogs, uh, if I have to pay attention constantly, so I don't trip over them because mm-hmm. my big dog is totally unaware of anything around her, of her spatially. <laughs> <laughs> I have almost gone down a few times. It sounds like that wasn't a problem with you. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we meshed pretty well and, and, uh, there have been a couple times where, you know, things get, the leash gets a little twisted up, especially when there's maybe a, a narrower, uh, walkway or trail and there's other dogs and you're trying to give them space, but also trying, you know, and it's just, you know, it's something that I've kind of figured out over the years to just, you know, maybe at that point, like slow down a little bit, like 
ease your pace. Maybe even just walk until you pass by. Lessons learned the hard way after after going upside down on the trail, uh, you know, once or <laughs> twice with with the dog and tripping over. And she looks at you like, "What are you doing? Why are you on the ground? Like what?" And you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know, it, it, and it's part of I guess maybe our our years of running together is we've really gotten into a good a good vibe as far as she's on my left every time like and and even when we walk she's on on the left side um so it's just that way she's not in front of me she's not under my feet we just kind of have a a vibe of this is where she is and obviously when we're just walking or when we're running on the i'm on the sidewalk she might be in the grass that's fine um but she's always on on the left side and then it's it's funny because every once in a while when there's another dog coming it would make more sense for her to be on the right to just give a little bit of extra space like she won't she won't do it. Like it, it's, it's programmed. Like I'm on this side, dad. And so then we have to both get way off so that there's plenty of space, but that's, I suppose that's a good thing. It's just, yeah. it'd be nice if she could figure out like, Hey, just in this one second, go off to the right. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be condu- conducive. That's a real instinctual thing. in some types of dogs to be on the left. Mm. I don't know why it is. I had a dog. She was always on the left. That's where she was. I wanted her on the right. So <laughs> I, I, I really, I get that. And, and now when I walk my dogs and if they're on the left, I don't veer, I make them everybody else mm-hmm. move. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like you, you negotiated any problems with other dogs while running. How did you do that? Uh, I guess, you know, part of it is, is maybe a little bit of experience. Uh, part of it is, is, uh, in just, I guess, you know, as, as, as a dog owner and maybe not so much with, with Bailey, but you know, with, with tank, who is this American bulldog looks like this big, tough guy. Of course, you know, anybody who has those types of dogs knows that they're more teddy bear than they are anything else. But like, you know, people would get so nervous when you'd see him coming and they'd be crossing the other side of the street and whatnot. So, um, as that's translated with, with Bailey and, and our running together, it's, you know, just being, being cognizant of, of other people, always looking out for situations that, that, and not that you can prevent everything from, from potentially cropping up, but you know, if you see another dog coming and there's room, like give everybody room, just, it just makes the process easier. You know, if you can, and and most of our runs are in our neighborhood, which is a, it's, it's kind of a subdivision situation where we can get about six miles in our neighborhood without ever going out on the main, the main streets. But you know, when we're running it, 530 in the morning, it's pretty quiet. There's not a lot of traffic. So we just run on the road all the time because, you know, it's safe to do so and, and always obviously be on the lookout as well. But that way, when some of the folks that aren't runners, but they're walking their dog at that hour, they're on the sidewalk. We're in the street again, plenty of space, plenty of opportunity to, to avoid conflict or avoid confrontation. Um, so maybe it's being proactive. Maybe it's just being aware, however you want to call it. But, but that's really helped us, I think, to avoid more situations than we would have otherwise if you're just kind of lost in thought and running along and all of a sudden, you know, there's a dog right there. And, you know, not that it would be a problem, but maybe it would. And maybe it wouldn't be my dog, but it would be their dog. Or maybe it would be my dog, but we just avoid it. And that's easier than trying to solve a situation once it crops up. Yeah, I think being proactive when you're out walking or running, especially with a, with a dog, is it's the best thing to do. It's, it's definitely the best piece of advice to give. So you say that Bailey runs with your wife is that, and I know being a woman, I wanted a big dog because I wanted people to be afraid of my big dog. And if my mm-hmm. big dog's protective of me, I wanted them to be a little bit of afraid of that. Was that some extra, I don't know, an extra bonus for you getting Bailey? Certainly, it certainly helps. My wife and I's running dynamic is interesting in that when we were dating, she was the runner and I was the the guy that would go along with his girlfriend to go for a run once in a while. I didn't really enjoy it, but Hey, you know, if she wants me to go run, like we'll go run. 
Um, and then, you know, somewhere in, a, in the early years of our marriage, it kind of flipped. And now all of a sudden, like I'm the one that runs all the time and, and she's getting more back into it a little bit more now, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly a, a, a little bit to that. Um, and, and I don't know that it was like a big deciding factor, but again, you know, it's kind of one of those just nice, nice little extra bonuses. And, and for her again, like our neighborhood, you know, I can't speak to what it's like to be a woman out running by yourself, of course. But like, she's not really that nervous in our neighborhood, but on the weekend, sometimes she'll go out of our neighborhood a little bit. Um, and so when she does like, she'll do it without the dog, but if she has the dog again, it's just that one extra little layer that, and, and it's, it's funny to hear my wife tell it because she's just like, like when I run with the dog, like the dog's paying attention, but she's not, I don't think she feels like she has to be on duty as much. But when she's running with my wife, she's like, man, her ears are just, they're perked up. She's always, she's just paying attention that much more. So, you know, not that anything's probably going to happen, but you know, there's that few extra seconds of notice that, you know, there's somebody coming or there's a random squirrel that you might want to pay attention to, you know, or whatever it is. <laughs> um, you know, she's, she's on, she's on, on, she's working more when she runs with my wife than when she runs with me, we're just out running together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's definitely a distinction that's, it's real and it can mm -hmm. be made for sure. And you know, Bailey, you, she's been with you a number of years. Has, uh, has she ever experienced an injury that you've had to deal with? Um, nothing major, thankfully. Uh, the, the, one, the one injury, certainly running-related injury, but even, I mean, probably just any injury, really, that she's had, um, was, was one of those that, you know, kind of bad, bad dog owner is really what it probably boiled down to more than anything else. And it was in the early days. It was when we had first gotten her. Um, and for some reason I overslept or whatever it was. And, and we started our run, um, not in like the hot of the day, but it was probably eight 30, nine o'clock in the morning, something like that. And the sun was out. Um, and it would have been, you know, July, August. So it was plenty warm, but it wasn't like, I was like, Oh, it's not that much warmer than it would have been before the, the sun came up. Um, and we ran and it was just in the neighborhood, a uh, little bit of, of some speed intervals, but nothing, nothing too crazy and nothing that seemed like it was bothering her at all. Like she was again, out ahead the whole way, not yeah, slowing down, yeah. you know, everything was good. And, uh, you know, again, paying attention, like, do we need to stop? No, we're good. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, we get home and, you know, she's laying on the, on the cool floor in the air conditioning, trying to, to cool off. Everything was fine. And, uh, later that, that day kind of noticed she was limping around a little bit. And I said, Oh Lord, what, what did I do to my dog? You know, like, like everything was fine during the run of what happened. And so then I'm, you know, uh, starting to, to kind of poke around. Is it, is it a shoulder? Is it an elbow? Is it a joint? Like what, what is it? And, uh, you know, long story short, you get to looking at the pads of her feet and they were just kind of like blistered up a little bit, torn up a little bit. Um, that apparently the, uh, yeah. the, the black top was a little bit warm enough at that point that, um, and we were running hard enough that day that it just didn't, didn't result in, uh, you know, resulted in some blisters, some hot spots on, on the, on the pads of her feet that thankfully, I mean, a day or two, she was fine. Like they were completely gone, but she was even walking fine later that night, but it was a couple of days off of not running yeah. and lesson learned that, that once the sun comes up, especially in the summer months, like she's not running at that point. Like I, I need to get up early and if she's going to run with me, I need to get up and take her out. Um, and, and thankfully, you know, knock on, knock on wood where I don't know how many thousand miles later and, and haven't had any issues, uh, at all. Although I, I say that. And then yesterday, as we're recording this yesterday, we were out running, um, and we came off of some, some, like I was on the sidewalk of course, we came off of, of, she was in the grass onto the, the blacktop and she was like limping a little bit. And so it's like, what, like, and we weren't going fast and it was, the sun wasn't out. Like it was like, yeah. what is going on? And so I don't know if she had like a little twig in, in her 
whatever, stopped for a minute, walked for, for a second and she kind of settled back in and then we started easy jogging and she was fine. So, and totally fine today. So, you know, kind of one of those little fluky things that thankfully wasn't an injury. Yeah. Um, but again, knock on wood, ever since that, that one day, whatever it was, seven and a half, eight years ago, um, she's been healthy as a horse. And so we'll just, you know, lean into yeah. it. Cause when you're out running or walking your dog, looking at that, and sometimes you can't tell that it's an injury when you get home, but even though you live in central Florida, it's not just a central Florida thing. Oh no. Yeah. Colorado, even in Montana, it mm-hmm. can get those warm summer days. So that blacktop suburbia, oh. the heat oh. doesn't always escape as well. And and so it's something to be aware of. And, mm-hmm. and those thorns in the paws, there's was this path that I would walk my big dog on. She'd always get a thorn in her paw. She, eventually she would just stop, put up her paw, have it get, feel it, <laughs> get pull it out the thorn. Yeah, good to go. <laughs> we continue on our walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to keep an eye out. It seems like you're a very aware kind of dog owner. Try to be. I try to be. I'm, I'm, you know, I always have room to, to learn and grow, which is why I'm you know, certainly glad we to have found your, your podcast and, and enjoy yeah. listening to it. Because I feel like even though, um, you know, I've been around dogs my, my whole life and have, have owned dogs now for whatever, 15 years about something like that, that have been my, my dogs, not yeah. just my dogs when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's, there's always things to learn or things to refresh things that you forgot yeah. that, that didn't apply for to sure. the last dog, but might apply to the next dog. So uh, you know, always, always trying to learn a little bit more, but, but yeah, just paying attention. Cause you know, anybody who has dogs knows that they, they tell you that not in as many words as, as I might tell somebody, uh, cause I'm good at using 10 words when two would suffice, but they'll, they'll let you know when something's not right. And then, you know, you kind of figure it out and, and there you go. It was just a little off and you notice that. And so I think for anybody who exercises with their dogs or dogs in general, Next, I want to talk to you about is nutrition for mm. Bailey. I'm sure running all those miles may require some extra nutrition or vitamins. What is there anything special you do? Nothing, nothing particular, uh, really, to be to be quite honest, other than just obviously keeping an eye on eating enough, but not eating too much. I'm trying not to, to let her get uh, a little bit overweight, which not that she's ever been really overweight, but there's been there's been times when, especially when, when like our, our, our old dog tank, um, had some, a tumor in his mouth in the, in the later years and, and w- would, would eat, but struggle. And so, you know, sometimes she would sneak a little extra from, from tanks bowl when he had given up for the night and, and she wanted to clean things up. And so there was a little bit of, of maybe not yo-yoing, but she was getting more than, than we thought, or than, than I was again, bad owner, not paying as good of attention as I should have and picking the bowl up. But yeah, I mean, really just having a, I don't know that it's the, the best kibble out there, but trying to get a decent, yeah. you know, a decent quality yeah. food. Um, and then just making sure that, that she's getting enough, but that, that she's not putting on too many pounds and, and just trying to keep an eyeball on that. And, but yeah, other than that, I mean, we haven't thankfully had any, any issues or any needs to, to add any supplements or add any, any, anything uh, along the way. But again, you keep, you be aware and always kind of making sure that, that things are going well. And if we need to, we certainly would, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't have anything great to, to add there other than thankfully I've had a healthy dog. So yeah. you know, we'll take it. So she's not a grazer. No, 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 no. I mean, she would be, she, she's a, she's a counter grazer. If we're not careful, you know, she'll, she'll get on the counter and help herself. Um, she goes, she does that yeah, she's, if, the, if there's food, she's eating it, whether it's her food, whether it's our food, whether it's, it's okay. the other dog's food, which, yeah. uh, you know, if, if it's, if it's out there, she'll take it. So, uh, you know, just, she gets her food when it's her time and, yep. and she knows, you know, just like any dog, they get on their routine and they know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's time to eat. Um, after we put our daughter to bed, like she'll be upstairs and we'll be reading stories and as soon as we start saying goodnight, she just tears down the stairs and she's sitting there by her bowl, just waiting, oh, just yeah. waiting. She's ready. <laughs> um, 
And then she, you know, so, and then you make the jokes of like, you know, it's not going anywhere. You don't have to, to scarf it all down, but you know, she, she does. So yeah, she has a routine. She knows her routine. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. important for dogs is, is having that routine. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I've heard people say before that, that dogs are like, you know, about two-year-old or two, two or three-year-old kids. And the same thing as, as we just have the, you know, the one human child that she's, she's seven now, or, or going to be seven. She's going to be eight. Goodness gracious. She's getting old. Um, but, uh, but anyway, you know, uh, same thing, you know, she, she has her routine and the dog has, has its routine and, and her, you know, I have my routine. Like every, I, I am a routine person. And, and I guess that, that plays out with the dogs and, and my, my child as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think it, it's fun that you have that routine with her. So you feed her once a day, twice once a day, day. Yep. once a day in the evenings. And then, so she's ready to go in the morning. Yep. Yep. Get, get her, uh, her dinner and then take her out for a walk. And then, uh, and then she's, she's pretty much ready to curl up on the couch. Or if, you know, if it's, if it's a lucky night, she gets to go and, and sleep with my daughter, um, basically on a not school night, you know, school nights, we got to make sure that, that, uh, my, yeah. my daughter doesn't get interrupted by the dog <laughs> in the middle of the, of the evening. Um, yeah. but, but on the weekend she can, she can sleep. They, they have a little sister slumber party. Um, oh. but yeah, then up in the morning out for a run, does her stuff at the beginning of the run. And then we just settle in and, and cruise for the rest of, uh, rest of the time. And so your other dog tank, is it tank? Mm, yep. Uh, is he still alive? No, he, he passed uh, a couple years ago. And so how did that relationship of the dog that's out running with mom and dad mm -hmm. and the dog who is staying at home, probably glad they're not running, but <laughs> Bailey's getting more attention. He was, I mean, tank was, uh, like he was probably the ideal first dog. Uh, and not that he was like my first dog, but again, he's like the first dog that was actually mine, but he was definitely my wife. My wife didn't have dogs as a kid. So he was, he was her first, first dog. Uh, and he was just so chill, so laid back. Um, he didn't, he didn't care. Like, you know, you took care of him, of course. And if he needed something, he'd let you know. But outside of that, like, oh, there's another dog here. That's fine. You know, oh, there's, there's this, this crying little infant thing, human, maybe that's fine. Like, you know, what, like he didn't, he, you know, he would just go with the flow. And, and so, um, you know, I think, I think that adding the second dog to our, our little household, um, was just more of a like, oh, okay. Like there's this, there's this other thing that's going to bother me once in a while, but like, eh, whatever. Um, you know, she can bother me all like, I'm, whatever. He's a, he, he had her outweighed by, you know, about twice as much. So, uh, there was nothing that she was going to do that was going to bother him other than, you know, as far as hurting him. Uh, and, and he just, he was just so, I, I, and, and obviously it's, I've got rose colored glasses on. He was my dog, but I mean, just, just the biggest teddy bear to, to other dogs, to other people, uh, to any, any animal, uh, just, just was just relaxed. So he didn't, he didn't bat an eye, you know, we had brought another dog home. Yeah. All right. Whatever. And it was good that you were able to take him to the shelter to meet Bailey right. before right. you brought him home. And it's just sometimes, is it this, people ask me this from time to time, like all your pets get along at home. And I say, well, sure they do. How? And I'm like, I can't put my finger on it, but the rule is they're going to get along. Is was right. there for you something you did that you uh, can put your finger on? Um, I mean, you know, I, maybe like I, I was, I was a big fan of, you know, Caesar Milan and the dog whisperer program back, back when that was on. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, you know, one of the things that I remembered him saying both in his books and on the, on the, the television program was, you know, when you're introducing a new dog, like take them for a walk. So they're walking together and, and it's not a, that confrontational thing right away. And I know that we did, I mean, we did that at the, at the shelter when they first met, 
Um, and then we did that when we got home too, is just take them for a walk. And, and again, being in central Florida and we, we adopted Bailey at the end of, end of June. So it didn't take a big walk at the end of June in Florida for it to be hot and them to both be panting and tired. And so you come back in the house, they're both panting and tired. They're laying down on the, on the cold tile floor because that's the colder than laying on the carpet or anything like that to try to cool themselves. And so I just, I think maybe, maybe that helped to kind of just take the edge off. Um, and then, you know, again, you, you're treating them both, at least for, for me, like just cause tank's been here longer, doesn't mean that he's the favorite. And just cause Bailey's the new one doesn't mean yeah. that she's the favorite. Like they're both dogs. They're both part of our family, but they're both, you know, below me and my wife in the hierarchy. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of treated them, treated them as such. And you know, there was a Bailey's definitely higher strung tank was very much, you know, not, uh, yeah. so there were a couple of times that she would get a little snippy with him, but then, you know, it's just, again, it's, you know, being parent, being, being the, the leader, uh, yeah. not dominating, but no, that's not acceptable. Yeah. Um, and tank was all right, what, like, whatever, I'm cool. Like no big deal. And so then, and, and it happened a few times and nothing, nothing major. Um, but then she just kind of settled in that like, all right, you know, this is what's allowed. This is what's not and been good to go. Because I think it's important for anybody else who's thinking, well, I have a dog that I can't run and I may want to get a dog that I can run with that it can work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. And I think, I think introducing them that way is, it's just, it's really smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it'll be interesting when the next dog comes. Cause we're kind of at that, like, like I said, I mean, I've always had dogs and, and having two dogs was, was, you know, maybe twice as much of a pain in the tuchus sometimes, but twice as much fun as having just one. Um, and so we're kind of at that point of not in the coming weeks, but probably, you know, certainly in the next year of adding another dog back to the mix and kind of, you know, like, I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it while we were talking officially or before we got started, but you know, she's Bailey's getting to the point where like her best running days are behind her. And so, you know, and I'm at the point where like, I love running with a dog. So probably the next dog needs to be a runner too. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, it'll be interesting how that dynamic plays out when we're going out with, I'm going out with a new dog and hopefully my wife will go out with Bailey, but like Bailey's not going to be running as much and it'll be good for her, but you know, it's dog brain. She's not going to figure that out. And so it'll be an interesting dynamic in the next, you know, coming months when that all comes into play and plays itself out. And so Bailey is, uh, probably transitioning into being a senior dog. You said she's nine. Yeah. Nine and a half. So yeah, she's, she's getting up there. Yeah. So she is a senior dog and that type of a dog their lifespan is probably like 12, 13, 15 years. Yeah. That's kind of, I, I figured if we, if we can get figured, probably get to 12 and anything over that would be a, you know, it's gravy, be the, the icing on the cake. Yeah. So, um, and you know, I mean, she's healthy, so yeah. you know, we got a good chance, but, it, yeah. but at the same time, you know, I mean, as anybody who knows that dogs or humans, you get to a certain point and it can go downhill relatively quick. Yeah. So, um, yeah. hopefully, hopefully not anytime soon, but, but yeah, I, I, my wife and I've been having, again, like we've had these conversations of just like, you know, when we get back from when, when Bailey and I get back from a run, like she's a lot more worn out than she used to be. You know, it used to be like an hour of, of sleeping on the couch. And then she was back. Now it's like all day of sleep, which is fine. Yeah. And, and great. You know, a, a tired dog is a, as a dog that doesn't get into trouble. Um, <laughs> yes. but, but at the same time, it's, it, you, you can just tell that, you know, like I used to be able to do workouts with her and now it's just easy running. If I'm doing yeah. a workout, she's got to run with my wife or stay home yeah. that day or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, you know, like, it's getting to that point where, all right, well, who's, who, what, what kind of dog and, uh, and how old are we going to start with? Cause you know, you gotta make sure they're old enough to, to run so that their bones have set and joints have set yeah. and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but, uh, kind of have my eyes on maybe like a Weimaraner for the next Ooh. one. We'll see. Or Rhodesian. 
a yeah, Rhodesian. It's possibility oh. as well. <laughs> yeah. I have some clients who have had two Rhodesians. Mm. Uh, unbelievable running dogs, and they oh, are yeah. runners. They love yep. them. Yeah. Let's talk about to have a dog running. It they have to be full grown or at least way at the end of their puppyhood, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's something that that. Um, Again, when we got Bailey, that was part of, of what we were looking at. And, and we got Tank, we got him as a, as a puppy, at like eight weeks old, which was fine. Like he wasn't set to be a running dog or anything like that. But I remember, you know, doing my research on American Bulldogs and it was just like, you know, their, their joints aren't fully set until at least a year and a half, probably closer to two years. So restraint, you know, try to, they're going to be puppies, but not be crazy and, and not yeah. really work them too hard. Um, and so I kind of had that in the back of my mind with, with other dogs and, and, you know, as we we're getting into, to getting Bailey and. Uh, like I said, she's about a year and a half when we got her and, but at that, you know, different breeds, obviously everything's a little bit yeah. different, m- much closer to, to full grown at that time. Um, so it wasn't, like I said, you know, thankfully we haven't had any issues and, and everything worked out well, but yeah, certainly, you know, when I, when I talk to, you know, me talking to runners a lot of times and, and, and coaching runners every once in a while, I'll get a, a client or just somebody that I talk to on my podcast is like, oh yeah, I got this dog. I can't wait to, to start running with him. I got a, you know, a golden retriever puppy. I'm like, that's awesome be patient. You like you, you got to wait for that dog to get fully, fully grown, fully developed. Um, yeah. or else you're, man, you're, you're playing with fire, trying to run with that dog, especially running, you know, yeah. one thing if you're playing in the yard, but yeah. running miles on the, on the sidewalk, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta tap the brakes a little bit, let that dog get adjusted, grown bones set, all that kind of good stuff, muscle yeah. development. Um, or else, yeah, you're really taking the health in jeopardy. Yeah. Cause then they really will have a life that is as a good runner. And now mm-hmm. that Bailey is transitioning into being a senior dog, you've seen some of those changes where it takes her longer to recover. Yep. And uh, you're thinking about getting somebody who can run with you and, and you've made that transition before. And maybe Bailey, you said, will be your wife's dog to run with. Yeah. Yeah. That's they, they would be, and they, they do run sometimes now anyway, like, like I said, on, on the weekends. And if I'm doing a, a certain workout where I'm like, Hey, can you take the dog today? And she's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. No problem. They're a good match right now in terms of, of pace and distance. I do six miles most days with, with Bailey. And that's, that's probably right about at her limit. Now, if I rewind the clock four or five or six years ago, we did some, some runs that were 14, 15, 16 miles. And, and she was, I mean, easily could have kept going, but I couldn't go any farther on those yeah. days. Um, <laughs> but, but her, her half marathon and beyond days are, are definitely, she could probably still do it, but she'd be paying for it. And we don't yeah. want to put her in that situation. So yeah. those days are, are probably done for. Yeah. She's probably more a walker, a stroller. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, she could, she could walk that easily, but yeah. running it probably too much, but you yeah. know, she can get her, get her, her five or six miles in a day right now. Still okay. But you know, probably won't be too much longer where you know, going two or three with my wife would be the, the smarter option in terms of protecting her from herself, as opposed to letting her do too much and, and get herself in trouble. And do you think for the type of a dog that Bailey is that, uh, you know, over the years of her uh, having that exercise, having that outlet, do you think it makes her more calm and balanced and more bonded to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, I think sometimes it, it frustrates my wife, maybe not frustrates, that might be a, a strong term, but there's no doubt whose dog it is. And, and I think that a big part of that is, um, you know, is all the, the miles spent running, um, and, and even just, you know, the time spent like walking, like for the most part, I mean, that's not that it's been a conscious decision that walking the dog or the dogs has been my job, but like, it's kind of been my, my thing more often than not. Um, so, you know, just being 
being on the other end of the leash all the time it certainly has, has helped with the bonding process. Um, but yeah, you know, as far as, as behavior and, and, and just her, her mentality and her outlook, you know, I mean, she's, she's whatever, whatever her actual breed makeup is. I mean, she's definitely a working dog and, you know, we, we live in suburbia and, and, uh, if it wasn't for the runs, there's, there's a decent chance that she wouldn't be getting as much exercise as she wants. And then anybody who has dogs that don't get enough exercise and have, uh, that energy that's pent up knows that that results in couches destroyed or furniture to chew on or whatever, whatever issues that you have. Um, and not saying that she's been a perfect dog because you know, she's, she's a dog, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, we, we really haven't had things that have gone, we haven't had any near anywhere near the issues that I could see us having with her, especially if, uh, that physical outlet and even the mental side too. Right. Because I'm sure, you know, you know, when you walk a dog, like there's commands that are going on and there's mental training that goes on there too. And, and we've certainly developed that as, as a running duo that, you know, like there's, there's obedience training, there's stuff that goes on during the runs, um, that gets some of the mental energy plus the physical energy release as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they're paying attention to you and whether, you know, sometimes you don't always know what I, I know with one of my other big dogs, I didn't know we had a shorthand, but we had a shorthand because mm-hmm. I was doing it. And I realized it on the walk one day, uh, you know, that there were some things, there were some movements I could do and she would know to go the other way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, does she listen to you? Do you have that? Uh, I mean, it, it, does it transition to the home? Yeah. Yeah. She listens, I think, better on the run. <laughs> Maybe she's more focused because we're, we're moving and whatnot. Um, but yeah, she's, she's, I mean, she's a smart, she's one of those dogs that's smart enough that gets themselves in trouble if you're not proactive enough to keep her from getting herself in trouble. Um, but yeah, I mean, she, she listens pretty well. Um, uh, but again, way better when we're running, you know, and, and, and you talk about shorthand. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how many dogs know left and right. And I don't know that she knows left and right on her own, but when we're running, you know, left, right, like that, that works, uh, sidewalk and street, you know, like if we're in the street and there's a car coming sidewalk and boom, we're like, she just goes like, we're up on the sidewalk now. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's been some, some communication lessons that have been learned and, and, and of course repetition too, right. With, yeah. with a dog or with anybody, you know, repetition makes things, things happen to the point where now, um, when we're running in the neighborhood and it's pretty much the same route every day, like I really don't even have to say anything. Cause she knows that at this driveway, we get up on the sidewalk and at this, at this driveway, we get back down on the street and you know, we're, uh, she's, she's going to need to hold it until we get to this point, because that's just kind of where we stop every day. Like, not that she needs to, but that's yeah. just where we stop every day. So she doesn't have to worry about when I'm like, oh, I just have to get to this, this corner and we're going to get up on the sidewalk and there's grass right there and I'm going to be able to go and yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Cause that is a part of, of, you know, of dogs. And so what, what are some tips you would give to anybody who uh, wants a running dog, wants a dog as a running partner, uh, what is something that you didn't know that you didn't know going into it? Oh man, that's a great question. I, I think maybe kind of even just to, to what we were just saying, but um, to, to work on some of those directional commands um, as far as straight, left, right for when we're, when we're turning, you know, cause again, in, in our neighborhood, I'm very comfortable and, and feel very safe running in the street, but you know, there's the different intersections of the different, you know, side streets and whatnot. And mm-hmm. even though we have our, our pretty regular pattern and she knows that most of the time we're going to turn this way on every once in a while, I'll throw a, throw a curveball at her, but really for me to keep me from getting as bored. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, we'll, we'll do a, a different route or we'll turn here instead of there. And we're going to loop back somehow. And, 
you know, she kind of looks at me like, wait, did you really just say straight? Like, are we, <laughs> we're not turning here? Like, no, straight. And so she's all right, well, head down and, and keeps going straight. Um, so just some of those types of things to just kind of help, um, you know, like I said, sometimes, you know, hey, street, you know, like, or really more sidewalk, because we'll be in the street, and all of a sudden, like, here comes a car ripping around, a, not ripping around, but coming around a corner, and, you know, there's not a lot of, of, of room, and so we don't have to argue, or I don't have to try to drag her, like, I say sidewalk, and she goes, and then I can go, and, and neither of us are then in the, in the street, so some of those, those safety um, commands, you know, just stop, or, 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 you know, so that she, she stops, or um, when, when we do a little bit faster stuff, she knows if I say, let's go, like, we're not just running it, like, we're, going a little bit faster and you can, it's, 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 it's rewarding maybe, or, or I don't know if it's not funny, but it's, it's, I, it's noticeable when I say that before I even start running any faster, she's already pulling ahead a little bit and she just, she just knows. So, um, you know, just like training your dog for commands in the house or commands in the obedience ring or whatever, get those one or two or five commands, be consistent with them, use them all the time, whether you need them or not. So they become automatic for the dog. Um, and it just makes, makes life so much easier when you can say, you know, when I see somebody else running with their dog and all right, left, and we just veer to the left side of the road or right. And we veer to the right side of the road so that there's plenty of space. And, um, you know, and just some of those, those, those types of things that I don't think I ever really learned to just kind of picked up, but definitely will be again, part of whenever the next dog comes day one, we'll be working on street and sidewalk and left and right and straight. Um, because I I've seen how much of a difference that's made over the years with Bailey. Yeah. It sounds like it lets you each have your own run. Mm -hmm. Cause mm -hmm. I know with my dogs, I don't like telling them what to do constantly. I like my few commands so that I can have my walk and they can do their thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. One thing I didn't touch on and back to where I talked about feeding, but do you carry water with you for Bailey or do you have stops along the way? And what are your recommendations for that? Yeah, it, it depends on the situation. So, uh, when we're running just through our neighborhood, I don't really carry any water, um, because we've done it so many times that I, and, and because it's not, you know, in the hot part of the day, like, like she gets water before we go out and make sure we, she has plenty of chance to get, to get a drink in the morning, uh, when I'm getting my shoes and stuff on. And then we go out and, and, but, and then of course, when we get home, she's ready for more water. So she gets more water there. Um, back when we used to run longer distances, that was definitely always a consideration. So, you know, our, our town, um, thankfully is, is very runner friendly. And also there's plenty of places where it's very dog friendly. So a lot of the, the public water fountains have the little doggy water fountain as well. So we'd make sure to, I'd, I'd make sure to plan my routes so that we pass at least a few of those. And anytime we'd pass one, we'd stop and she'd have the opportunity. Um, there may have been a few times that we would pass just a, a human sized drinking fountain and we'll, we'll hit that button and, you know, kind of pick her up on her back leg so she can get up there and, and get a drink that way as well. Um, and I've never really done it, but I know that, that just because we haven't run that much distance and time on the trails, but when you, I know that, that there are, there are companies that make, you know, little collapsible dog bowls that you can easily stick in a pocket or stick in a, in a dog vest. If your dog runs with the vest, or if you run with a vest for your own water, um, so you can bring a, a little collapsible bowl out there. I, I feel like it's just, it's part of being a responsible dog owner and a responsible dog runner is that you can't deny them water any more than you would deny yourself water. Yeah. So making sure that that's, that's something that's, that's available. And, and again, of course, you know, again, knowing dogs, like they don't perspire like we do. So that's yeah. a big part of how they stay cool, especially in the, in the warmer months of the year. So making sure that that's at least not even in the back of your mind, like maybe in the, in, at least in the middle, probably the forefront of your mind when you're running with your dog of, 
you know, how long are we going to go? Is it, do we need to stop for water? Do I need to bring water? Um, and, and I mean, there's been times when I've, I have had my water bottle and I don't have a bowl with me, but you know, whatever, we'll, yeah. we'll dribble, dribble it out <laughs> and she can, she can kind of, you know, yeah. suckle off the, the tip of the water bottle. Um, because that's more important to me that, you know, I'm going to get a little bit of dog germ in my mouth, but that's whatever I get that anyway. Um, <laughs> but that way she's at yeah. least getting, getting some water. Uh, if, if we're running somewhere where there's, you know, hasn't been options for her to stop and, and get a drink some other way. Yeah. I think those collapsible bowls are really good for like, yeah. if you're going to be on a trail, you're going to be gone for a while and, you know, and your water bottle that you bring with you for yourself. I have before chipped my water bottle and let my dog drink from it. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I've done it like running with in my in-laws house where, you know, running again, kind of a little bit suburbia, but I'm, I don't know if there's water bottles or water stops or things like that for us. So it's just like, yeah, yeah I've got my water bottle and yeah. We'll share. We're we're we're, yeah. we're we're on we're on the we're on the level where we can share a water bottle. It'd be okay. We're family. Yeah. <laughs> I used to walk home from a Starbucks. I'd have my sister drop us off in the morning. We'd walk them. I get a glass of water for them, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> and I would carry that along the route home. And they knew that I was going to ask for my cup of water, and mm-hmm. and that was what we would do. And they, you know, there was a joke around my house that they preferred the triple filtered ice water from Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> that water was better than what came out of the tap, eh? Oh, I'm sure. Well, yeah. And I, I love it. I think it's, you know, it's refreshing water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so I think that's some great tips for people who love to run with their dog. Uh, any last thoughts you'd like to leave us with? I mean, I, I think that, that uh, it's, it's definitely for me been as, as rewarding and, and as, as hopefully positive a relationship for me personally, then, then it probably has been for, for the dog. So, you know, if, and again, whether it's running, hiking, walking, like, it's just such a great bonding time and, and, uh, just such a, a great thing for, for my physical health and my mental health. And I, I can definitely tell that it plays out for the dog as well. So, you know, whatever your level of, of exercise intensity or duration or whatever it might be, um, you know, just like life is better shared with the dog. I think a good run is better shared with the dog. So, uh, give it a shot. And if you have any questions on it, obviously you can reach out to Christina, but you can also reach out to me. I'm happy to, to talk about it and, and not, not offer my professional advice on running with a dog, but offer my personal experience. And, and hopefully that can be helpful uh, for you in, in some way as well. Yeah, definitely. I think you have a lot of experience with it and your vet has their opinion. The personal experience is, is awesome too. And your website is Diz Runs is with a Z to find him there. And also you're running podcasts. That's, that's, it's an awesome podcast. Oh, well, thank you. It's, it's uh, something that I've kind of like figuring out how to run with my dog. I've kind of figured out how to, how to podcast over the years. I, I don't know if I figured it out, but I've, I've tried to figure it out and, and just kind of keep, keep learning as I go and uh, having fun along the way. Perfectly imperfect. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you for being here today. I so appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. It's, it's been a pleasure. Oh.